Welcome to Indie Matters, the podcast from the Nevada Independent. I'm your host, Joey Lovato. And I'm your co-host, Jacob Solis. Jacob, you haven't co-hosted with me in, in a while, but you're back. Last time we co-hosted, we were talking about F1 and sports, and today we're talking about the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's I'm now a sports reporter, and that's all I do. So yeah, <laughs> glad to be here, Joey. Yeah, and so yeah, we're talking about the Super Bowl this week on the podcast. If you were unaware, the Super Bowl is coming up uh, February 11th. And it's happening in Las Vegas. Who's ready for some football? Football! Jacob, before we started recording this, you said this is the culmination of $750 million of public money going towards the Raider Stadium. And now here we are having the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. I think the concept of Vegas being a sports town has totally changed since the stadium special session happened back in 2016. So yeah, it's a lot. A lot has gotten happened since then, right? That's right. Frankly, I mean, this is like the apotheosis of the concept of Vegas as a sports town, right? In the United States, at least, you cannot get bigger than the Super Bowl, right? Over 100 million eyeballs on TV, literally hundreds of thousands of visitors in whatever the host city is. And Vegas, I think, obviously, we hear the people whose job it is to sell Vegas as a destination say that no city is more well-equipped to host a Super Bowl than Las Vegas. But it is surreal as someone who was born here and lived here most of my <laughs> life to actually see it happen. Yeah, Jacob. But you know, one thing is that just because you live in Vegas and you grew up there, you're probably not going to be able to actually go to the Super Bowl, right? <sighs> yeah, you're right, Joey. So this is probably no surprise to anyone who's ever contemplated the idea of going to a Super Bowl. But you may be surprised to hear that they are prohibitively expensive and hard to get tickets. Uh, on the secondary marketplaces like StubHub, you know, you're talking over $7,000, over $8,000 on Ticketmaster. If you go through Allegiant Stadium, it's over $9,000. Yeah, the only tickets left when we looked were kind of these special tickets that were all like over $9,300 or more. And that's not even talking about the hotel rooms and everything else that goes into going to Vegas to see the Super Bowl, right? When it talks to food and transportation. And we're, we're going to talk about that later on in this episode. But those prices that are jacked up are to make more money from people that are coming into the Super Bowl. But that means that people that, you know, couldn't even afford regular tickets to the Super Bowl anyway, aren't even going to be able to enjoy other stuff in Vegas, right? Going to hotel rooms and, and the other festivities that are going on just because it's so expensive. And if you live in Vegas and you want to go to a restaurant or, or go out to something, it's, it's probably going to be more expensive to even eat out now, right? Yeah, that's right. And frankly, though, if you're from Las Vegas or you're a Las Vegas local, you're kind of used to it already. The Raiders have statistically the highest priced tickets in the entire NFL, even though the stadium is on the smaller side. Uh, same with the Golden Knights, routinely one of the most expensive tickets in the NHL. So it is what it is. Yeah, so average locals aren't going to be able to really go to the Super Bowl, but Vegas has never really been about catering to locals, has it? It's it's always been about tourism. It's a tourism town, and the Super Bowl is all about bringing more tourists to Las Vegas. And you and me talked to the head of the LVCVA, that's the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority, Steve Hill, about some of this. We are really the only city that is built as a platform for events. And everything is in the four or five square mile footprint, which right off the bat makes it different. I would guess, and I don't know if it's true, but it's got to be close if it's not. There's more LED in Las Vegas, I think, in that four square miles than any other four square miles in the world. And it is all going to be all Super Bowl all the time. And the excitement you feel when an event is in Las Vegas, just like walking through one of the properties is a feeling that you don't get anyplace else because there's this critical mass of 
300,000 people who have come to all have fun. And it's why everybody's here. Everybody wants to do it together and you feel it. And you just can't do that anyplace else. Yeah, so Jacob, one thing that Steve talked to us about was comparing the Super Bowl to the F1 race that just happened recently, as well as other things that aren't necessarily sporting related, like CES, which is the Consumer Electronics Show, which happens in Vegas every year. That draws hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, That happened earlier this month, early in January, as well as the rodeo, which is definitely a lot smaller than the Super Bowl, but also brings a lot of people. And and Steve talked to us about all that as well. Yeah, the Super Bowl's a big enough and global enough event that it's hard to necessarily compare it too many things. Formula One would be one that is comparable. They're very different, but obviously, well, and I've said this, I think that probably the two most watched, paid attention to events in the world in this four-month stretch. Formula One is outside. It's on the streets of Las Vegas. We were able to put over 100,000 people around the circuit outside. That's completely different than in Allegiant Stadium and 60,000 people and in a venue that's already been built kind of thing. But those are the two biggest events that Las Vegas will ever have put on. Now, CES this year, they've said 130,000 people. I think it's probably somewhat more than that. And it probably has an economic impact that is very similar to the Super Bowl. Formula One's economic impact is bigger, largely because you're able to get more people there to the event than you can squeeze into Allegiant Stadium. Those three events in particular are, from an economic standpoint, the biggest things we do. What you find, Super Bowl is a very corporate event. Pick a sponsor, Verizon, Budweiser, whatever. They'll go and buy out whole facilities and have their distributors all in for the game or their customers all in for the game. And it's kind of like the rodeo, only at a a bigger scale. We get 200,000 people to go to the rodeo, but 500,000 people have come to town over that 10-day stretch to be a part of everything that's going on around the rodeo. So when we were having this conversation, one of the things that came up a couple of times is the ways that people, I think, naturally compare the Super Bowl and the other big sporting thing that just happened, which is Formula One. And Formula One, I think, had a lot of critics in Las Vegas for a lot of reasons. And I think that when people are approaching the Super Bowl, and I say people, I mean specifically the LVCVA in conversation with Steve Hill, they are looking at that and saying, well, here's how it's going to be different. With Formula One, because we were outside, because people were worried about congestion, we kind of understandably scared people off. They were worried about coming from a congestion standpoint where it would just be a mess for them here. The other thing we did as a kind of as a destination across the board was leave prices really high, hoping that Formula One customers would be in all the rooms when Formula One is not going to fill all the rooms. We know that congestion is going to be fine during the Super Bowl. We're not scaring anybody off. People are used to coming here for that weekend already. And so none of those concerns that are around Formula One are really going to be concerns around the Super Bowl. Jacob, you and me also had a conversation with our gaming reporter and also one of the maybe unofficial sports reporters here at the Indy, Howard Stutz. And we talked to Howard about Vegas becoming a sports town. We've had this conversation a bunch. If you listen to the podcast, we've definitely talked about Vegas becoming a sports town in Nevada, embracing sports more. But having the Super Bowl is the the magnum opus of becoming a sports town, right? (laughs) 
I came here in 1982 to actually cover sports in the Las Vegas Sun. And we always had, Vegas always had the big championship fights here. And they started getting some of the, the golf, the PGA Tour would come in. It was a smaller event. So it's always been this sports town, you know, because of the Rebels. And we started seeing a lot of the, the, the college basketball tournaments coming here. But I think just really the last few years, it's just really taken off. Obviously, Allegiant Stadium and T-Mobile Arena, having the Golden Knights not only come in as an expansion team, but playing the Stanley Cup final in their first year and then win it in the sixth year as a team. I mean, that, that, that you saw all the attention. The WNBA, Las Vegas Aces, are now, have won the WNBA title two, two years in a row now. And then adding the Super Bowl really was, that was kind of the, been missing. They've been wanting to get that, to get the Super Bowl to Vegas, especially given the NFL being so anti-Vegas for the longest time until they approve the Raiders to move here in 2016. It's a long process, but yeah, Vegas really is like, after Formula One coming here and the, and the attention we got worldwide from it, we're, we're this huge sports town. So tourism and the Super Bowl really exemplify Nevada catering to this wealthier audience. The prices for the game are expensive, but there is also just the fact that it's becoming more expensive to go to Vegas and attend events in general, right? Yeah, that's right. And I think, obviously, F1 and the Super Bowl are these sort of extravagant examples of maybe the logical conclusion of something like Vegas is getting more expensive. But, you know, even just basic shows, going to somewhere like The Sphere or just going to see a Cirque show, right? Like, all of that is getting more expensive, too. And all of that, obviously, is mostly being paid by tourists. You mentioned parking. I know there's always complaints about not only the difficulty to find parking, but just how expensive it can be. Don't get me started about parking <laughs> on the Strip. <laughs> yeah, and just another example of, you know, if you're a local, it, it becomes harder to to benefit and enjoy, you know, some of the things that Las Vegas has to offer. Yeah, and as a consequence, I mean, like we saw with F1, a lot of the availability for people who are not bajillionaires will be uh, smaller events, just extra stuff, tons of stuff that's just going to be happening around the city. The NFL is putting on an opening night event that's $30. Not the same as, you know, going to a Super Bowl, but it's something. Yeah, there are some things to try and make this a little bit more accessible to the, the general public. And, and I think, you know, the NFL is working with the city to try and make some of those things more accessible. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But if, if you want to go to the game, you're going to need to shill out a few bucks. As Vegas has always structured itself around these events, something that Steve mentioned to us is that Vegas is no longer necessarily about filling hotel rooms because week to week, those hotel rooms are generally already filled. So now what matters is how much those hotel rooms cost. We've shorthanded our mission for a long time that our job is to put heads in beds. That's really, when the destination is averaging, I mean, prior to the pandemic, we were like 88.5% occupancy. The heads are really already in beds. What we're trying to do really is drive demand strongly enough to help raise occupancy a little, but mostly raise rates. One of the big economic impacts that we're projecting for the Super Bowl is everybody's room rates, the tide will kind of rise for everybody uh, because of that. And I, I'm sure that will, that will happen because properties are already seeing it. What we look at most is what we call RevPort, revenue per available room. And it is a combination of the number of people who come, but what they pay and what they spend when they're here. So the other real benefit of a Super Bowl 
is that the people who come when the Super Bowl is actually in town are going to spend a fair amount more than the people that they're going to be displacing that weekend. Finding bigger spenders around an event like that is is also a, a reason to have those events. Yeah, and Howard also explained to us about kind of the tax incentives and the benefits the state gets from these increased prices, right? It's not like these, like definitely these hotels are benefiting from more people coming. But when Vegas hotels benefit, so do the people in Nevada, because a lot of taxes come from the room tax. If you just come to Vegas, even if you're not here for a Raiders game or a UNLV game or something like that, and you're staying on the hotel, 0.8% of your room tax, of the overall room tax, is going toward paying off Allegiant Stadium, the $750 million of public money that was approved for Allegiant Stadium. That's how that works. And at the same time, the restaurants do quite well. I mean, if you've been to a Raider game, you see people just are all staying down in the properties right around Allegiant Stadium, walk to the game. They, they go back to the hotels and party up afterward. Room rates have gone up. This, is, this has just been steady. I think the November was the highest room rate ever on the Strip. And that was really because of Formula One, because the rates were jacked up for Formula One so high. We're starting to see Super Bowl room rates go up. Sports has, has helped build the tourism base, continue to keep it built up. Vegas has 154,000 hotel rooms, more, a little more than that. And they're filled. They're, they're running around 80, 90% occupancy rate. And to some extent, the conversation around Formula One was dominated by who could and couldn't come to the race that weekend because it was so expensive. But the reason it was so expensive, folks I talked to both then and Steve Hill now, right, is because they were drawing a specific kind of customer, a VIP customer who's simply going to pay more to be in Vegas. We priced people out early on. You know, Formula One was always only going to fill about 45% of the rooms in Las Vegas. And... The other 55% of the rooms have to be filled with people who aren't necessarily coming for Formula One and willing to pay Formula One rates. And if you looked around six months out or eight months out, most of the rooms were still being priced based on the hope that they would have a Formula One customer in them. And so you saw these stories where room rates are starting to fall. That was why the Formula One rooms had been filled and the other half of the rooms had to get down to a point where you know, if somebody was coming to see their family or to have a bachelor party, they could afford the rooms. So there's an opportunity to do a lot around Formula One race to make it a much more equitable or profitable experience throughout the destination. That's not really a concern around the Super Bowl. We're a little less than three weeks out from the Super Bowl. We don't actually know who's going to be in it yet, but we know it's going to be some combination of uh, the 49ers, the Ravens, the Lions, and the Chiefs. And we, we also talked to Steve Hill a little bit about what teams, if any, would benefit the state. Would, would certain combinations of teams be better economically for Nevada? And he said maybe a little bit for the 49ers, but just because they're closer in proximity, but, but not really, right? The fans are going to come out to the stadium to see these teams play. Uh, people are already buying tickets to the Super Bowl and they don't even know who's going to play yet, but they are, they can buy just to see Usher in, in, the, in the halftime show. That's right. Well, they can come to Las Vegas, Joey, to see the Luxor turned into a giant Dorito. And you know, what else could you ask for? <laughs> that's right. And then that's another thing that we talked about was the Super Bowl 
always fills up Vegas, even when the Super Bowl is not happening there. People go to Vegas for the gambling and for kind of the spectacle of watching it with all these people on the strip and, and, and the pomp and circumstance that Vegas puts on for the Super Bowl, regardless of if it's happening in Nevada or not. But this year, people are going to be there for the actual event. The stadium fills about 60,000 people. There are projected to be 330,000 people or more that show up. And they're going to be there for longer, right? Because there's a lot of stuff happening before and after the, the, the big day. And Steve Hill told us a little bit more about that. Kind of interestingly, we, we are always full the weekend of the Super Bowl. That's about 330,000 people. Super Bowl weekend last year, we had 330,000 people. We will have 330,000 people, maybe a little bit more than that. But yeah, we've got some more rooms. And it's a week-long event. I mean, there's so much going on during the week that leads up to the game on Sunday. And that's different as well. So the real impact from the Super Bowl, well, one of the real impacts is what happens from the Monday to Friday and not just from Friday to Sunday. And of course, you can't talk about sports and Las Vegas without also talking about sports betting. Here's Howard again. The Super Bowl, especially in Nevada, it's the highest single bet sporting event yearly. The Gaming Control Board actually releases the numbers once the day after the Super Bowl. Last year was something like 153 million was bet on the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. But the year before, the Rams-Bengals game was 179 million was wagered at all-time record. So we'll see what this game does in terms of teams involved, and we'll see what they attract. And part of this, too, is community benefits, right? So sports teams will always sign community benefits agreements with whatever community they end up being in, right? We saw this with Formula One. Certainly we have it with the Raiders. It was a big deal when the A's were being discussed in Carson City. So how are local lawmakers reacting to the community benefits agreement with the Super Bowl? Well, our reporter, Nyoka Foreman, spoke with County Commissioner Marilyn Kirkpatrick to find out. I will tell you that the NFL has been fairly easy to work with when it comes to community benefits. So the NFL is a big green initiative. They've been doing these trees. They did the trees during the draft. So they've really been working on to put more trees, and they do that across the nation. But every constituency group has benefited from that, right? We'll be doing some human trafficking stuff. They have done some, they'll have opportunities to be out with the players. We've done some canine resource stuff. I mean, so they've done a little bit of everything. It just doesn't start with the game and stop with the game, right? So, and I think that that's good because then we feel like we're part of it the whole way. The Super Bowl host committee created like 20 different subcommittees and all of those subcommittees came together. There's transportation, there's media, there's community affairs, there's hospitality and housing, there's operations and events, there's sales and marketing. There's all kinds of different subcommittees that have been meeting for at least a year. And so one of the things that they put together is you could fill out the paperwork to be evaluated to see if you can be on their directory that they give out. So there's a directory of small businesses, and then they'll actually turn that information over to us afterwards. And they're all locals, right? So you had to be, you have to have a local presence here. So the business community has been involved from the beginning. We're on the right track to do well. It's too soon to congratulate them because we ain't there yet. But I, I just think that the community will benefit not only with assets that they can see today, 
but whether it be through the revenues and some of the things they'll do at the hotels when these larger events come, we should expect more community benefits along the way. All right, Jacob. Well, we've talked a lot about a lot of different things that are in regards to the NFL, sports, the Super Bowl coming to Las Vegas. So we will see how, what, what happens. You made a joke that it's the year of Taylor Swift, whose boyfriend is on the Kansas City Chiefs. So if they make it to the Super Bowl, she will be in Las Vegas. But but she's not <laughs> the uh, halftime show. It's Usher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just an incredible whiff by the NFL. I guess Usher's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I like, fine. I, I like Usher. I, I don't really know much, yeah. much, much of his music. I guess I'm not a Swifty either, so... I, I'm tuning out anyways. <laughs> um, I, I'm here for the game. I, I I know ball. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and we're excited to see, you know, kind of what happens. You, you're you a much bigger football fan than I am. I'm more of a baseball guy myself. Jacob, one more thing, and I feel like maybe we can, I'll say it, but you're like, you're our higher ed reporter as well. But in the higher ed news and sports, Chubba Purdy, I, I think that's how you say his first name, who is Brock Purdy's brother. Brock Purdy is the quarterback for the 49ers who might be in the Super Bowl. His little brother just signed on with UNR. So he'll, he'll be he'll be going to UNR next year, a, a big football prospect. So, uh, you know, a little more uh, Nevada connections there. You got to throw the Northern Nevada people a bone when talking about the Super Bowl because you guys in Vegas are benefiting a little bit more in terms of the the fun, the pomp and circumstance than us here in Reno. Although we probably won't have to deal with as much traffic as you guys. Well, there are going to be road closures. And that's obviously, they've already started closing off areas around Allegiant Stadium. And, because, and, and they're going to close off Hacienda Overpass probably a lot sooner than, you know, for a Raider game, they closed off the day of the game and afterward. But I think it's going to close off for a few days. The big thing is, is most of the events for the Super Bowl, the outside type stuff, for the fans is right around Allegiant Stadium. It's actually either on Allegiant Stadium or at Mandalay Bay. That's where they're doing the big fan fest. Now, the NFL awards, that I think it's like either Thursday or Friday night, that's gonna be at Resorts World. But for the most part, they're telling people, you know, there's no parking really around Allegiant Stadium. It's you're gonna be walking. Park somewhere and walk. I'll just say this. UNLV football is good for the first time in my living memory, that's for sure. Look, they can enjoy the time in the sun. They've never, they've never had it. <laughs> we will see. The, the, the UNR's football program has not been great this in 2023. So we'll see what 2024 brings. But with that, if you've enjoyed this, thank you for listening. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Get some uh, chips and salsa. Enjoy the commercials. If you're not a sports fan, enjoy Usher singing Yeah, yeah. and whatever other songs he has. I... <laughs> don't know him that well. <laughs> Hopefully it's a fun show. But thank you for listening to this episode of Indie Matters. I want to thank Steve Hill, Marilyn Kirkpatrick, and Howard Stutz for being on the show today. This podcast is produced and edited by Joey Lovato with additional help from Michelle Rendells. Jacob, you also help a little bit too, so I appreciate you. Help a tiny bit. You can also email us at podcast at com. Our theme song is from Emily Pratt, and we have additional music from Storyblocks, June Pearson, and Joey. Thank you for listening to Indie Matters. I'm your host, Joey Lovato. And I'm your co-host, Jacob Solis. And we'll talk to you next week.